Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio on an absolutely freaking gorgeous day. I've been traveling a lot, so I've been a little bit out of touch, but uh, it's been a while since we've gotten together. In fact, it's been exactly a week, because last week at about this time, we were uh, doing this doing this thing. But anyway, good to see you, brother. How you doing? Uh, good, man. Um, you know, glad you made it in safe last night. Um, I know you had the late flight, and so you got delayed a little bit. Technically this morning. Right, right. <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's it, you know it seems like it's been a crazy busy week all the way around. Um, but uh, yeah, no things are things are good. Good. Um, we got to start. We've been talking Russia Ukraine uh, a lot, and um, we have to continue. Obviously, I frankly did not see a whole lot of news this week. I you know watched stuff as I was getting home from work and turning the TV on and having CNN on whatever. But there's a lot of intensifying battles. The the Maripol uh, steel plant thing is just such a wild thing to think about. Like in this world today, people have been holed up in a steel plant. Russia has been bombing the shit out of said steel plant. There have been agreements to help people evacuate that have been not well, uh, what's the word, um, followed. It seems like, you know, it, there's, there's no reason that the Ukrainians would trust any offering of peace that's given to them. I saw a video of uh, two people getting shot in the back by Russian forces and people are calling it a war crime. I'm like, well, yeah, but this whole fucking thing's a war crime. Yeah, it's, it's, and what, what's scary is like, so I heard two sort of conflicting thoughts on where Putin and Russia are. On the one hand, I heard that Putin is, um, really starting to hunker down for a, a long engagement with Ukraine and possibly, you know, spread, spreading out into other either possibly NATO countries or, or non-NATO countries that he wants control of. Um, and then I also heard that he is trying to position himself for um, that sort of off-ramp that, you know, we've talked about yeah, his yeah. way out of this um, by, you know, doing something with the river or I think, what is it? The, the Danube river? Is that what it is? Um, but I think that is the main, and and, and I apologize for not knowing the geography of Ukraine, Ukraine, but, um, you know, possibly blocking that off and, and, and using that as a way to sort of bisect Ukraine and then getting Ukraine to accept those terms. Um, and then basically, Russia absorbing that part of the country and then sort of that puts an end to this whole thing um, and everyone sort of being okay with that. I, I I don't know. It's No one knows. And, and again, I've said before, I really don't want to get in the head of Vladimir Putin. I mean, those two things sound like polar opposites, although I guess there's a way that both of those could be true, right? He sure. could be hunkering down for the long term, but then also seeing this as a possible off-ramp, so preparing for both, right? So, I mean, I guess I... I just put that together, but it's a possibility. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing all kinds of right. You know, Tucker Carlson and 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 uh, Hannity and that crowd is doing the whole. How can we give forty billion? I don't want to do the Rush Limbaugh voice. How can we give forty billion to the Ukraine when families can't buy baby formula? 
I'm like, okay, if you think those are related events, I don't know where to start with you. I just don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, and in, in, in now look. But that's, if, that's Fox News, dude. Just, I'm not making their shit it's up. It's not just Fox News. There's, I mean, there's other people in other, you know, other circles who are looking at that and saying, mm, $40 billion to Ukraine and, you know... Uh, you know, we can't get baby formula. We we gas, you know, gas so prices are up. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, everything is more expensive, and it is. I mean, sure. like all you got to do is go grocery shopping. Everything feels a lot more expensive, right? I, I mean, you know, where I was would spend a hundred dollars a week at the grocery store. Now I'm spending a hundred and thirty, hundred fifty dollars a week. And look, the shit adds up. Like gas in and of itself. Like I drive a big truck, um, and I'm paying a price for that right now. You yeah. know, I mean, not only do I drive a big truck, but I also... How's that, how's that Hemi, Steve? You know, but I also put premium gas in it, right? Like, okay. So, I mean, like, gas is four twenty a gallon or four twenty nine a gallon or whatever it is right now. That's just for regular, you know, so I'm up over $5 a gallon for what I got to put in my truck, and it's a 24-gallon tank. Um, so when you, when you see that $40 billion going overseas for Ukraine, you're just like... I mean, can we get something to sort of relieve the pressure over here? Although, I completely understand why that money is going to Ukraine, right? Because they need it. We need this for the fight for democracy. We, we don't want Russia's influence to spread. We don't want Russia to be able to to just get away with what they're doing, right? Like, I mean, Ukraine didn't well, want this and let's fight. Be, let's be real. That $40, $40 billion going to Ukraine is, is really... It well, would it's, also, it's also going to weapons manufacturers in the United States that are okay. giving stuff to Ukraine. So uh, oh, selling, oh, yeah. so it's not like they're... People talk like they're, well, we'll just give you a check and see what you do with it. No, no, no. This is weapons. This is stuff yeah, that's American-made. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you said the weapons thing, though, that like I didn't know where you were going all with right. that because people were just like, well, that's why they're doing all this. You know, the U.S., there's a the whole line of thinking that this is all manufactured because, you know, like since COVID had kind of tapered out, they needed something else. So this war is some sort of a... Distraction, you know, wag, you know, the wag the dog sort of situation. It's just like, why the fuck would we want Russia? That, like, that, which it makes no sense, right? But then there's also the argument that this is all sort of being generated by the, you know, great war machine, military, and defense industrial contract, contract, yeah, complex, the whole, yep. the, that whole thing. Um, and like, look, first of all, I, I don't know if there's a point in time in modern history where someone hasn't been in war somewhere, right? However, you want to define war, right, everybody yeah, has their right. all these definitions of war and. I mean, like you can you can you can take three veterans that have all been overseas in foreign wars, and I'll give you three different definitions of what war when it means war. Right. Um, but to that end, it's like, listen, these defense contractors and weapons manufacturers are going to be in business as long as there are humans with free will. Those guys are going to make money. So the whole argument that we're we're rooting for this to happen to to, to pay those guys, I think, doesn't meet the smell test. Um, but it, I mean, it is a reality, and that is how the money sort of gets stolen. I'm just out. trying to break down that when they say we're giving 40 billion to Ukraine, yeah. it's not that simple. Unfortunately, everyone wants a simple explanation for everything, and yeah, I mean, nothing's that it, simple. It's, I mean, there is money going directly to Ukraine for them to buy use oil, as needed. to buy yes, food, yes. to whatever. I mean, it, it is a complex sure. thing. But I think when people see that money going over there, and then they look at some of the issues they, that we have here, it's just like, all right, so. If you total up all the money that we've sent over to Ukraine for this cause that I, I personally believe is is righteous, right? Um, then it's just like, why is it like so? Why is it so hard for us to, you know, with all the people who have all these various needs here, 
why is it so hard for us to get help now? The answer to that is that, listen, our government doesn't work, right? It just, it just, it doesn't work, right? And, you know, I mean, we'll talk about the, you know, road decision and some of the issues going on with, with, with abortion and things like that later on in the show. But, I mean, you've got a Senate that you, you need the super majority vote to get anything done because of the filibuster. And then, you know, if you can't get 60 votes, then you can't get something to pass. And right now, because of Manchin and the, and the thin lead that the Democrats have um, and, it, you know, the, the sort of imbalance between, between, you know, the Senate and Congress, you know, and Joe Biden and, you know, there's arguments about his leadership in this whole thing. I mean, our government is just is not doing what it's supposed to do. It's very ineffective. Um, and so I would say it has been for a long time. Oh, yeah, it has been for a very long time. But if we can't get anyone in the government to agree that the fucking sky is blue, right, right, then, right. then there's no way we're going to be able to really solve a lot of the issues that we have here. But see, everyone can agree that what's happening to Ukraine is egregious and awful for the most part, right? right? Like, I mean, we have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who are just like, I don't know, just let them figure it out, you know? Like, if they lose, they lose. Like, we were just, right. you know, right. we're just... Why don't they just surrender and make right. it easy for themselves? Just make it like, easier, right. It's just like... Which is, which is hilarious from the freedom-blathering cycle Right, that it's she just is. like, I'll, I'll shoot you if you make me wear a mask, right? Like, right. But, but, I mean, the Ukrainians, well, they should just give up, even though someone's trying to take their dope. whole, you know, wipe their whole existence right. off the face of the earth. So, I'm, I'm going to plead guilty to th what we were talking about right before we uh, started the show. I saw you put something in, in, in our uh, Slack account. We should be sponsored by Slack. Anyway, I saw you put something I in there. Slack disagrees. Yeah, probably. Anyway, that uh, Russia was threatening Finland if they tried to join NATO. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty. Finland has said, you know what? Fuck this. We're joining NATO. Give us the application. And they're they're, they're they've already started the process uh, to join NATO. Uh, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's probably a smart move given what Russia's doing. And Russia is, and this is, you know, a couple weeks ago, I said, look, at some point, someone has got to call Russia on their bullshit. And of all places, Finland is the one doing it, right? Yeah. Because Russia's like, if anybody does anything that we don't like, you're going to regret it. It's going to be the worst. We're going to we're gonna do. For the first time in a long time, I regret that we don't have a video show. Right? Like, Steve we're doing, doing the wrestling. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna do. We're going to unleash holy hell like you've never seen before if you do anything we don't like. Right? Like they're just. It's terrible saber rattling. Right? Because right. Russia, you're not going to do shit. Right, like you can't handle the fight that's right in front of you that you started with Ukraine right now, which you thought was going to be done in a week, and it's been months, and you're now threatening the rest of the world with all the terrible things you're going to do. Go fuck yourself. You which know, is I, literally what Finland just said. <laughs> they said we're going to. You know what? Fuck you, Vlad. We're going to go ahead and join NATO, right? And if you're going to attack us in the process, guess what? You're going to get all of NATO's foot up your ass. So you sit over there and tell us all the terrible things you're going to do. But honestly, go fuck yourself. And I love it. You know, I, I was thinking about what you said. You need to go bottle, buy a bottle of Finlandia just for the for, occasion. I, for, done. <laughs> done. Does that make, does that make me a, a, a freedom fighter? Yes. I bought shitty vodka for... <laughs> Finlandia's not shitty. Actually, nothing. You know, I've always said that unless it's really shitty vodka's vodka, like I never understood people spending... 80 bucks on a bottle of vodka. It tastes like vodka. Now, you there gotta, is the shitty stuff, right. which I Anything have. That you, most of what's Russian, by the way. Right. Most of what you can get at a Walgreens or a CVS, Ugh, God. Uh, at least in Ohio, yes. uh, is well, not good yeah, vodka. That, that, that's bad. But 
anyway, I will buy a bottle of Finlandia. Um, I've been doing martinis at my hotel room during the week, so I'll do a vodka martini. But I, I so but I was thinking about what you said when I when I saw that headline. I was like, you basically said Russia has exposed themselves for. You tried to be the big bad bully on the block. You've been punched in the nose. You're bleeding through the face. Yeah. Now it's maybe time for us to say, I mean, the U.S. It has got to be NATO. Sorry, it should, it should not be unilateral. Yes. But it has to be NATO saying, okay, here's your deadline to get out. And that is two days from now. Yep. We'll call a ceasefire. You all can march your asses out of Ukraine. But if you don't, fuck you. We're coming in. That n- And I would also turn around to China and be like, China? First of all, you got half your country locked the fuck down. The other half is out in the fucking farm somewhere, so they, they don't need to lock down. But um, if you make any sort of bullshit move, we will absolutely financially cut you off from everything. As much as you talk about being independent, you are not. You know that. You're also suffering a whole lot of damage right now because of your COVID issues and your lockdown, your refusal to use Pfizer and Moderna's uh, vaccine and everything else. Oh, I didn't know they were, so, were, right. know they were doing that. So it's just like, so you guys need to, uh, you know, stay seated and let the, let the big kids at the table talk. Um, and Russia, like you said, you got a week to get out. And if you're not out in a week, then we're coming in full force, all of us. It's right? got to be. Everywhere. We're coming in full force, and guess what? We're not just coming to Ukraine. We're coming directly into fucking Moscow. We'll be right there in St. Petersburg. The only, I, well, I agree with I'll you. I'll burn it the, to the ground. The only thing about that is, the great thing about liberating Ukraine would be, we wouldn't have to try to do the whole establish a government, establish hmm. democracy, which is good because every time we do that, we no, fucking we, up we suck at that. No, no, we we'll let them do Everyone that. Let's look. They, they've done it. And I think, I think the rule needs to be going in for, from here on out. Like, look, we will come in and fuck the bad guys up. That is literally it. Like, we're going to just fuck bad guys up. We're not going to rebuild your infrastructure. We're not rebuilding we're not gonna anything. Start. We're not going to, like, if some NGOs want to come in here and, and, you know, keep hope alive or whatever, fantastic. But we as a government, like, our military is coming in to shoot and kill people, blow shit up, and then we're gone. Right? We'll save some people along the way. Uh, and uh, other than that, that is all we're good for, and that is it. And unfortunately, what we're talking about is the reality of what we're good at. Yeah. Almost every time we've engaged in these things, we've said we have we want a reward for our efforts, right? We want to establish a government that's friendly to us, mm-hmm. and we have fucked that up every time. I, I'm trying to think of an exception, and I cannot come up with one. Every time, the only possible exception would be Puerto Rico and even that's kind of fucked up. That's a that's that's our shining light in nation building mm. and it still sucks. I mean that one's I mean that one's under our umbrella. And we know, still it, fuck it up. Even though our Supreme Court said fuck them, no they're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Man, we talked about that last week. Yeah. So I mean it, it's it's yeah, it's just something that we're not good at and, and it's just something that we need to stay away from. All right. Uh, so we, we've said we'd stay on the Brittany Griner story, and we've been pretty consistent. Yep. She had a hearing, mm-hmm. and they it seems like they're trying to speed up her trial, mm-hmm. which makes me very uncomfortable. Speed up her trial, but they said that they're going to extend her captivity right. another month. Right. Uh, and I, I just, look, I it doesn't, I don't, like I said, I don't have a good feeling about it. Um, I'm hoping that the simple fix is maybe another prisoner swap. And maybe we get right. her out of there sooner than let's, later. Let's arrest Alex Ovechkin. I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about this. I was like, "Can we give him?" Can pop into my head. Right. Like, but can we? Can we? He's can got we, a Stanley Cup. How about this? Can we give them? Can we just arrest Steven Seagal? Right. Give him Steven Seagal. Okay. Since I thought Ovechkin was a good idea. Seagal, 
fucking brilliant. <laughs> right? Like, here you go. hey, we are Vladimir Putin. Right. I am your friend. And I'm 400 pounds and have oh, a ponytail God. at age 60. Yeah, I. This ponytail is fantastic. <laughs> it's awful. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I mean, I hope, I hope it's something along those lines. Uh, I like, I really I'm hope so that you, it's either one of This is your fault. Your, this is your fault. I am imagining like the crossing the bridge. You have Brittany Griner going in one direction and Steven Seagal going in the other. Tall, skinny Brittany Griner, right? She's like six six and then, six nine I or think. six. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you got fucking six foot tall, four hundred pound Steven Seagal waddling across the bridge. All right, the fact that we came up with this before South Park, we deserve credit. I mean, we don't know what they South- have in production, but <laughs> we, we said it first. Unless, unless they poop, we're posting this on Sunday. Unless they get something out there before then, we win. Trey but, yeah. and Matt, you fucks. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that's. I mean, maybe that is a solution. Like, look, we'll give you this oh guy. God, that's so fucking funny. We don't want you. You know you don't want her. Just swap it out. And like, it should you be think good. we want Seagal? You know what? Send Seagal to Ukraine. Let him let him go toe toe with one of the Klitschkos. We are solving world problems, Stephen. Hard to kill became not. He's not that hard to kill. No, he's not that hard to kill. And and one of the Klitschkos may not know kickboxing, but they would fuck him right up. Anyway, let's let's keep an eye on that. Um, I really hope that <laughs> trying to transition back to normalcy was I not just, easy from that. Now I just kind of want to keep tabs on where Steven Seagal is at all times. <laughs> that's really. And, that's and really by the way, only... she got arrested for allegedly having weed. What are the odds that Steven Seagal does not have weed? Oh God! I mean, I can't, <laughs> he's got some in his ponytail. <laughs> just what? Ponytail? What? Wow. Ponytail? High. Swings, etc. Um, bit of a of a. Total, sorry, a total change of gears, but one of the capital defendants, a guy named, I think it was Charles Hand, I was trying to look his name up, has, at, so he was arrested um, for, it is Charles Hand, he was arrested for his involvement in the January 6th insurrection, and as part of that, they seized his firearms. Mm-hmm. And he is asking to have two guns given back to him to defend himself against water moccasins and other wildlife, I think it lives in... Florida, Louisiana. Well, fucking where you live. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the funny thing. When I lived in Florida, one of the guys I worked with would shoot a water moccasin roughly once a week. I mean, they they're scary, they're poisonous, and you know, this guy's complaint was he had to kill a water moccasin with a shovel because he didn't have a gun. So now he's filing a court petition to get his guns back. And this opens up a whole thing to me because technically he's not convicted yet. His guns were seized. Mm-hmm. So why, my lack of respect for the NRA has been pretty well documented by the show. But why, why aren't they jumping in saying, now, if we were really supporting the American gun owner, guys getting their guns taken yeah, away from them. Yeah, you're not charged, though. Like, I mean, you've, yeah, been, no, no, you've it, been charged, so, I mean, you definitely pose a risk. So, like, I mean, you charge someone with a crime. We really think it's a good idea to let them still, like, would you? No, I, I, would I, you, I, think, it's, would, I think it's a double-edged sword. That's my point. Well, I mean, I guess the question is, I mean, you know, they do it with drug dealers all the time. And a like, friend of mine got into a fight. He was jogging, and someone sprayed his dog with a leaf blower and shot shit in his dog's face, and they ended up in a scuffle. Sounds like very much white people. So it was very much. It was very much white people. But okay, go ahead. Um, and anyway, so my friend was charged with assault, and they were there for his. This is in New York State. They were there for his guns within a week. Okay. It took him a year and a half to get them back, despite the fact that the the you know assault charge became a 
disorderly conduct get, or whatever. So I don't I don't know what point you're trying to make. Like I, I, I mean, I, I don't, frankly, I don't know either. I think it's a very complicated situation because if if you're a Second Amendment guy, you should be saying, you know, you can't take away my guns just because I've been accused of something. Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. you can. Like having a gun is a right, but it's a right that doesn't have limitations, and there are limitations. It does have limitations. Okay. Yeah, like it does have limitations. I.e., you commit a crime or get charged with a serious crime, like trying to take over the goddamn government. Then yeah, you lose your fucking guns until you, it, it's proved otherwise. All right. Now you can try you, to make you, the you, argument. I mean, don't you see no. this? No. All right. I see, I see, I, guy beats the shit out of his, out of out of his wife. He called like, yeah, I'm gonna take your guns because I don't want you to kill the woman that you were just accused of beating because she called the police on you for beating her. You know what I well, mean? Like, but hey, in, the, in, the, in the days of Amber Heard, you hear you can make an accusation that may or may not be well be well founded. I'm not trying to pick a fight with you or or, or really make a case. Yeah, I, I think it's a very complicated situation. I, I think that look, if I haven't done anything wrong, then you don't like if I if I haven't broken a law. If I haven't been charged with breaking uh, of committing a crime, um, you know I'm not a threat to myself or others, and I'm just you know there's no reason that someone should hassle me about my guns. Right. All right. All that hassle-free existence goes away once you have committed a crime. Once you have been charged with a crime, you know then it's all right for your safety, like for your safety, the public safety. You've been charged with a serious crime, then yeah, that that then yeah, you lose your gun, right? Like you get charged with violence against women or children. You get charged with an actual gun crime, right? Where you've used your gun gun in you know to commit a crime, um, you know, violence against the government, something along those lines. Then then yeah, then you're a person that I need to have your gun until we can figure out if you're a person who should have them, right? And and I don't think that I mean. If if I'm if I'm being if I'm being honest about gun advocacy and if I'm if I'm being uh, sincere about safety, then it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Now, if you just want to go full, there's no reason that anyone should ever have a reason to take my gun. Then I'm not in that camp, right? I mean, I don't believe. Like, I I think a lot of the gun laws that are being introduced or proposed um, are are unacceptable. Um, and I will continue to believe that they're unacceptable because I, I, I think that if you really want to solve a lot of the issues with gun violence, then it has nothing to do with the guns. You have to get to the source and the cause of the violence, and the gun isn't the cause, isn't the source, right? It's, it's lack of opportunity, lack of resources, uh, mental health, and on and on and on, all those things, right? When I see real efforts to address those things, then maybe we can talk about the gun control issue more. But I promise you, if you put a real concerted effort into those things, then you'll see the gun violence start to go down, and then it won't fucking matter. Um, but in terms of, of, you know, taking someone's gun once they've been charged with a crime, and this is a serious crime that he's been charged with, I don't, have, I don't have an issue with it, and I don't see, I don't really, I, I won't listen to an argument on why, he like he should get his guns back. Like, sorry, you're gonna put a fucking mouse trap. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Good luck with your water moccasins. <laughs> get a better shovel. <laughs> you have a chainsaw, get, bitch. Get a longer shovel. You know. I mean, it, it, it's just it's a funny thing to me because I don't hear the gun rights advocates talking about things like this. And I mean, this look, part of the re part of the reason is like, like you, if you're a gun rights advocate, you got to pick your fucking battles, right? It's like I, I like I fully agree with you that the NRA. And, and listen, the NRA is, I mean, they're in the middle of, they're in a fight for their life right now. Right. 
right? Even Wayne Pierre is still raking in cash, but they're they're in a fight for their existence. They're, they're hemorrhaging members left and right. Um, you know, a, a guy we had on our show, Kevin Dixie, finally came out and talked about oh, how I haven't followed him in a while. How shitty the NRA was to him. Really? Yeah. He oh, came out, I would I mean, love to hear that. Yeah. When we had him on the show, I had to bite my tongue so many times because he was giving me he was giving me so many straw man arguments, and I was like, ah, dude, I'm. Yeah, which know, is I, I I was being respectful and polite, but I, I thought he was. A, I mean, and right. that's that's that's. I mean, and that's where we're starting to see a little bit of a shift now because. Um, because a lot of these, especially a lot of the black people who affiliated themselves with the NRA are now coming out and saying how garbage the NRA was to them and their experience with it or whatever. Now, a few of them are still, you know, oh, we got to keep it behind closed doors because of business or whatever, and they don't want to alienate their base and their following and stuff like that. Like, I don't think Colin Noir will ever come out and really acknowledge how shitty the NRA was to him and what was going on at that time. Because, you know, while they were producing his show on NRA TV, they were also producing, you know, commercials and, and support and putting money into ads that basically criminalized being black, right? So, I, I mean, like, but he will never come out because he doesn't want to alienate his base because he's been able to sort of separate from the NRA. But knowing that a lot of the people who f still follow him still support the NRA and because he hasn't come out and bashed them, that's why, he, he, you know, he's got a big chunk of what he has. Um, so I don't think you'll ever sort of get the, the, the honest truth out of him like you did with, you know, Kevin Dixon, re Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Dixie, Dixie recently. Um, but the NRA is like they, they've got a lot of shit on what, their what, plate. What do they say that if you have it on, on the top of your head? Like what, no, I, what, we'll do it off the show. All right. um, but in terms of like you know where the NRA is on all this, like the NRA isn't saying anything. Like the NRA hasn't even said anything about the midterm elections and political candidates. Yeah, they've been very you know they, they've they, been defanged for, right. to, to a mean, large like, degree. They've they, they've got a really you know like they're fighting fights on multiple fronts just for their own existence. Um, and then as for second amendment, you know, two, two, a, two, two a supporters, I just, I don't think that there's a fight here, right? Like this guy, you know, was a part of a mob that, you know, I mean, we're calling insurrectionist and he's been charged with some serious crimes and they took his guns. And I think, but so many of the people in that crowd would be NRA guys. And there's so many people on that crowd in that crowd saying, it was not that big of a deal. They've been downplaying this shit so aggressively. And now this guy's saying, I want guns back to protect myself from snakes. I'm surprised there isn't a, more of an outcry but, from I mean, the what you're, so what you, crowd. What and, you want, what you're saying is you you want them to have a bad argument. Like, you're, you're rooting for, you're like, I want them to come I'm out and say... I'm daring, yeah, I'm daring you're, them you're, to have a bad argument. Yeah, yes. I mean, like, you want them to come out and say something stupid so you can say, ha, you're stupid. Like, come on, what are you doing? Well, they've done it before. <laughs> okay, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. necessarily understand you know the point. Like, they, if they had taken the bait to this point, like, I don't think they're okay. gonna... Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, all right, this is a couple of serious things we've got to talk about, and you brought this to my attention. The um, Delaware State women's lacrosse team was pulled over in Georgia, I believe. In fact, I'm sure. Yeah. They were like a long bus trip yeah. for competing uh, and as a Competing in lacrosse. in lacrosse ball. Lacrosse. Lacrosse is a great sport, by the way. It's a really interesting sport. By the way, who's the greatest lacrosse player of all time, according to many? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Can you, can you imagine 
dealing with that guy with no pads, no nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Jim I Brown never was a got freak. I mean, I'd never seen the sport of lacrosse until I got to West Point. I'd never heard of okay. it, didn't know what it really? was. Really? Yeah. It was, it was a big thing in Buffalo. It was, it's, it was it's growing. It's not like it, lacrosse didn't make it. Like lacrosse is a white people, wealthy white people sport. Right now, a lot of like it's yeah, it's in the northeast, the but if it's a wealthy way, kind of like hockey, kind of like hockey. Right, and guess what? You didn't play hockey. <laughs> like, right, we didn't hockey. have a hockey. Like there wasn't a place to play hockey in Youngstown until the guy who owns Phantom Fireworks, who's from Youngstown, bought a hockey team and put the. It's like a triple a hockey team that is hilarious but that didn't happen until the mid 2000s like I, there was like we didn't know anything about the sport like no one my age or like probably i mean the penguins were really good in your youth i mean but yeah i two mean two hours away but right i mean they're two hours away and hockey has never it was just never big i mean people were penguin supporters were like hey mario lemieux that's cool right but we knew nothing about the sport i'm taking us off topic or we're going off topic but anyway but yes the sorry. Del- sorry you know the, the mutual thing Delaware State women's team gets pulled over in Georgia. Now, we should point out, Delaware State is a historically black college, right? Right. In Delaware. And, 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 you know, on a road trip. Great research there. Yeah, on a, on a road trip down south, they had played, I think, a couple teams in Florida, and then they played a team in Georgia. Right. And they were on their way back to Delaware uh, when they get pulled over by Georgia State troopers or, or sheriff's department or something right. like that. Um, and the police come on the bus, and they said it was for some sort of a traffic infraction uh, that wasn't clear, like maybe the bus went left of center or something. Yeah, I think you that's know. right. And so they not only, so they stop the bus, pull the bus over, they board the bus, and then they go through and they search all the girls' bags looking for contraband, drugs, and, you know, there's someone who records it, and you can hear the police saying, if you have something in your bag, you need to tell us right now, because once we find it and right. you don't tell us, then we can't help you. Folks, let me just throw this out here for you. Uh, here's a little free uh, legal advice. Whether you tell them before they search or they find it after, they're not going to help you either way. It is going to be the exact same charge, right? They may be a little bit nicer about it, right? They may say, oh, thank you for telling us that and put handcuffs on you, read your rights and put you in the car, right? So just as an FYI, right? If yes, you can hand it over to the prosecutor after this is over. Right. So you're, yes. you're, you're better off not saying anything on the off chance that maybe they don't find it. And hopefully you're not sweating and giving it away with your body language, which most of you are, or would be. Uh, but, um, yeah, don't, don't, when the police say, tell us now or else like, no, just don't say anything at all. Right. Don't say anything. Anyway. No, that, that free legal free advice legal from Steve. Advice. You're, you're good for that. Shut the fuck up. But, but <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, Better Call Saul. <laughs> Did you say anything stupid? By anything stupid, I mean anything at all. Um, oh, but anyway, this, uh, this, this, all right, this whole thing stinks. All right, so it's a girl, a bus full of, I assume, mostly black girls. Yeah. Pulled over for a traffic violation. They brought in a drug-sniffing dog, and they said mm-hmm. the dog acted funny. I, I've got a lot to say on this, but I'm learning the, hey, white guy, shut the fuck up. Thing. Well, yeah, I mean, like, listen, it's... Yeah, it, everything about this, nothing about this makes sense, right? Like, so they pulled over for a traffic violation, and then they don't even they don't even end up giving the bus driver a ticket, right? right? They search all the girl stuff because they said the dog acted funny and smelled something in the air, which okay, fine. But then you go through and you don't find anything, and like, oh, you, 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 you now listen. People are arguing that they didn't have probable cause to search the bus. Like, once you pull a car over, um, you know. What constitutes probable cause in a traffic stop as it relates to a search? 
I mean, it's police can get away with a lot. They right. can't. They shouldn't. And but they, they can. They, they shouldn't, and they can't. So you're gonna, you, you know, like it's an uphill battle from from that regard. But in this particular instance, like it, it seems woefully inappropriate. Now, the the county sheriff or whatever came back and said, "Well, we pulled over a bus earlier, and that bus had contraband on it. So obviously, now we Buses have free equal contraband. Now, now, you know, a bus with tinted windows equals contraband. We should be able to search it. Uh, and I think that that's a really bullshit argument." Um, the idea that you pulled one over earlier in the day, so obviously the next one you pull over is also, you know, worthy right. deemed. You know, I pulled over a search. Ford F one hundred and fifty. You're driving a Ford F one hundred and fifty. Therefore, right. we're going to search your truck because F one hundred and fifties carry drugs. Yeah, I mean it's a really shitty legal argument, and I mean I think these girls have a right to be upset. The school has a right to be upset, um, and they need to press it as hard as they can. The Attorney that's... General of D- Delaware is pushing the issue, and good for them. Right, and you know Georgia really. You know, needs to check itself here. I mean, because there's just no reason, especially in today's climate, um, and it just seems like you know, there's a thing as there's a such a thing as prosecutorial discretion um, when it comes to obviously prosecutors, but also police, right? Like, poli- most police officers, you know, like they they make this big thing like, oh, well, we're here, we have to do something. Like, well, you pulled a bus over, you went on the bus, you see that it's a bunch of college girls. Right, um, you know, maybe you ask a few questions. Hey, what school are you going from? Oh, we're all from Delaware State. Uh, oh, what sport do you play? Oh, it's lacrosse. So oh, how how'd you do? Oh, we went two and one or three and four, right, or whatever. whatever. Um, you know, at last game of the season. All right, good job, girls. All right, safe ride home. Bus driver, you know, clean it up. You know, get some rest if you need it. Get off the bus and go. There's no reason that that couldn't have been the exchange, right? The fact that they get on the bus. And it's just, oh, well, the, the girls were acting funny. Well, the girl, you got a bus full of black girls that are in Georgia. White cop gets on with his aviator glasses. Then and a get, dog. And a, and a dog, so the girls are nervous. Like, I mean, I love how police always go to the, why are you acting nervous? I don't know, dude. You got a gun. I don't, right? You got a dog and a gun and a fucking baton and mace and everything else and handcuffs, and you're asking me questions. I'm sorry. You're making me a little fucking nervous. And and so I, I, I think there's nothing... I, I don't have, there's nothing that those police could say to me to justify what they did, right? Now, they, I, they're, they're going to fucking lie and say, oh, you smell weed on the bus. Like, you could smell it, but they, you couldn't fucking find it? Like, you got to right, fucking First of all, what are the odds you could find 20 college kids, regardless of gender, race, whatever, pull over a bus of 20 college kids and none of them have weed? What um, the, odds? The, the odds are very good because you get drug tested for weed in, in the NCAA. So okay, it's kind okay. of a big deal. Well, when I was a Division One athlete... I was a cheerleader. Fine, fuck you. you. If you would have pulled our bus over, there would have been weed on that bus. Were you guys drug tested? You know what? I don't remember. I, I mean, one. I, I don't, don't remember. I, but if we were, it was once. It was once to make the team. Yeah. Look, we, we had a girl. We called her Wake and Bake. She was high as a fucking kite all the time. Look, I'm the only reason she didn't stink of weed is she smoked so much, too, that it was brutal. I Look. Plenty of guys on our team smoked weed on a regular basis. I can think of three right now who were constantly red-eyed, right? All right. But, I mean, we got randomly drug tested multiple times a year, and it, like... I'm guessing it's much more strict for football than it is for women's lacrosse. No. No, 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 no. Not not drug testing and not the NCAA. No. They're dicks across the board. Like, the NCAA is consistent about one thing, being dicks to the student-athletes. 
They don't care if you're in fucking Division One, One AA, Division Two, boy, girl, major sport, sport no one's ever heard of. Like they they drug test consistently random, um, and they're really strict about it. And there's nobody in their right mind who would on a road trip take weed with them. Like, well, no, I, I will. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, say yeah, no. Back off that. There's all. I mean, there's plenty. The, of the idiots, amount of drug but, use in at WVU, both on the football team, basketball team, and on the cheerleading team, which I was. Very closely associated with the early 90s. that's also the early 90s. That's true. That's that's true. The early 90s are part of the reason why things are so strict now (laughs) in the mid-2000s. Well, but I think they're way less strict on weed. I mean, weed was probably a felony in West Virginia back then. I know. It doesn't mean shit. That's legally in the state. The state, the the NCAA has its own fucking cartel. In in any event, (laughs) nothing was found. Right. So, 20 college kids, no weed, no nothing. I think if you did that with a random uh, mix, you would yeah, find I mean, I someone with something more often than not. Uh, yeah, and I, but again, they're on a long road trip. Sure. Right? Um, and I tough, think to score, tough to score, in, well, tough to score yeah, weed in Georgia and, when you're and, traveling from Delaware. I mean, it's just, and again, when you're, when you're playing right. the sport, it's a little bit different. True. You know, especially when you're traveling. Like, yeah, what people do on campus, yeah. Like, I mean, there's plenty of shit that happened on but, campus. But, you know, risking taking something like that with you... Um, you know, on a road trip, like nobody, nobody would do it. Now, for us, it was a little bit different because we didn't have vape cartridges. True, right? Like, so you're not just gonna pack weed with you and take it with you because it's gonna smell, right? right. I mean, and the, like, in and it just it wasn't it it wasn't worth it, right? I mean, and a lot of these kids, like, and especially with sports like this, all girl sports, like these girls, like girl female athletes are a little bit different than guy athletes. Um, you know, female athletes are they're a lot of them are, I got to be better than everybody else in everything. You know, they're hyper competitive, right, in everything. Like female athletes, that's why, you know, they excel outside of sports because they're, they're so competitive. And, you know, they were super competitive with the boys until everybody hit puberty. And then they weren't. Then they got real pissed off and they just started to beat the shit out of the other girls. And then they go on and, and propel or excel in college. Um, you're just, the chances of a girl... Of especially all girls team doing something like that to get themselves in trouble, like even even if the NCAA has backed off of its stance a little bit on weed, you still can't smoke in college. So I just again, right. but we're getting we're getting away from the police yeah, misconduct you keep here. Painting fucking college athletes with a broad brush, bro. I think that we both did some of that, but in any event, so I I found this event to be so disgusting. I can't necessarily say it was one hundred percent racial. But the idea of see why do you got to even do that? What do you mean? Why? 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 It's it was racist. If oh. those were a bunch of white girls from Duke, they're not getting their bags searched. Like just fucking say it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Why? Why? Why do we got to pussyfoot around it? They're in Georgia, right? They're on a bus. All black girls. May, I think actually, I think there were a few white girls on the team, which is not necessarily uncommon. Um, Especially on the lacrosse team, based on right? What you said. I mean, you know, they, like people get really surprised about the number of white people that go to historically black colleges, right. and oddly enough, most of them are European. A lot of really? European, pe- yeah, okay. A lot of European people. A lot of there's a lot of Europeans that go to historically black colleges in the U.S. because they don't look at college the way we do, right? They're just like, right. oh, this school's good at that, so I'm going there, and then they get there, and it's just like, wow, there's a lot of dark people here. here. <laughs> um, but um, what? Well, if, right, anyway. So I'll, I'll stop pussyfooting around it. Sounds very racial. Also, the fact that the system backed up this behavior is what really, really bothers me. Like, yeah. this if this officer acted out of line and whatever um, district he reported to 
they said, okay, this was not representative of our values, blah, blah, blah. Even if that was lip service bullshit, which it would have been, the fact that they doubled down and said, well, there was another bus in this area. Yeah. Like, all right, give us a record of that, assholes. It if doesn't, I don't need a record of it because it doesn't really apply to this at all. A, it's irrelevant. 100% irrelevant. Why the fuck do I care whether that happened because, or not? I mean, because when someone lies their ass off and calling them on that okay, fucking bullshit it's is also important. like that even if they did, like whether they did or didn't doesn't matter because even if they did and they got a bus that looked the exact same and it had a bunch of drugs on it, it's, this isn't the same situation. Right, police work isn't like you said. Oh, I pulled over an F one fifty with drugs on it. So every F one fifty with tinted windows, I'm going to pull over and do a search, and I and I'm fully allowed to do that search because of the one that I pulled over earlier. That makes no sense, right? Like otherwise, everyone who got right. pulled over would then be a trigger for the next person right. to get pulled over, and that's complete bullshit. And and, and the district, the, the department doubling down and trying to defend this. I think this is a first. An obvious call for um, a consent decree. To me, they've proven they can't do their job without Ooh, oversight. Well, no, I, I mean, I don't know if you can go that far. I'm because going that far. You would need, like, you can't just, like, okay, one incident. investigated for that. Well, but, no, 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 no. In order to get a consent decree, you have to, like, you have to, there's got to be, like, a theme. You have to show a pattern of behavior. And, like, now, what would need to be investigated is does, how often does this sort of thing happen? Right, like how often do you see mostly black, you know, whether it's just vehicles, cars, buses, whatever, being pulled over? Because there's plenty of historically black colleges in and around Georgia, right? You got Morehouse, you got Emory? Spelman. Is Emory? Oh, no, I don't think Emory. No, Emory's not. Um, okay. And so, like, you know, like you have other other historically black schools in the region, right? Like, so um, the question would then become. How often does this sort of thing happen? And then if you can show a pattern of that behavior where, you know, like any time that there's, you know, mostly black kids on a bus, it gets pulled over and searched, then that's when you can drop in a, a consent decree. One time, you can't, well, like, okay. you can't. Here, here, here's here's my, my counter to that. I work in an FDA-regulated you know, industry. My counter is, like, the law okay well, hold on no, how it actually it. works. When, when you which say, doesn't well, work no, anything it, like the FDA. It, it, well, if you do something inappropriate in the pharmaceutical industry, you can get a warning letter, you can get what's called a 483, or you can get a consent decree. If you were to do something egregious, say, release a product knowingly that was going to endanger the public, mm -hmm. and your company came out and said, we stand by this decision, we were making money off this, we're doing this, mm -hmm. fuck off, you would be under a consent decree real fast. You wouldn't need to show a pattern of it. Yeah, One, but that's not how the Department uh, of Justice well, works. I mean, if you, okay. I can argue that it should, but it doesn't, right? Like, that's how, okay. how the Department well, I, of Justice works. I, I found this so egregious, just because the idea that right. you like, pull over, if you're pulling over a bus for a traffic violation, talk to the driver. If you're going to then say, well, our dog was acting funny, A, that's bullshit. B, what's your dog doing there? You're there for a traffic violation. You don't bring in drug-sniffing dogs to inspect a college, uh, college lacrosse team for whatever. And then to get on there and do the whole... You know, give it up now and it won't be so hard on you. And Steve's free legal advice notwithstanding, don't do that. But that's fucking intimidation bullshit. I mean, and I get there's a lot packed into this one particular incident. Now, you can not listen. An incident like this, like I said, it can trigger an investigation not only into this incident, but then you would go and you would gather information on other similar incidents like it and then see if those people had their... Uh, uh, um, due process rights violated and then once you put it all together you know then what? you say sue the shit out of that town yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you sue them. Um, and I think, you know, lawyers are going to go, they're going to start digging in to see, to do this investigation as well. Um, and and we'll go, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. But you can't just say this particular one incident. All right, now you have to have a consent decree. Um, to me, it's not the incident. It's the department doubling down and saying, we stand by yeah, this because of this. Like, right. you are clearly acting out of control of what your responsibilities are. You don't get to do that without oversight anymore. And that's yeah. essentially what a consent decree is. is right. But, I mean, not like I said, I think it triggers an investigation, um, which in some instances is enough, right? Like, I mean, once you get the feds sort of, like, creeping around, even if, the, if they don't find anything, then people are like, all right, we need to sort of tighten this up, right? But, I mean, who knows? Chances are. Realistically, they investigate, they find more, and they end up with a consent degree anyway. So, you know. <laughs> so I'm just push, pushing to the, to, uh, cutting to the chase too much. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll see. see. We'll Because we'll, we a lot of times, a lot, a lot of times, like listen, a lot of times they're, they're they're good at covering this stuff up, especially like the last five ten years. Right? And, they're, they're getting better at being shitty, but yet making it hard to prove. True. <laughs> true. I just the, the whole concept just infuriated me when you sent me that article. When I was first reading it, I thought, oh, it's going to be, you know, some silly thing. I'm like, all right, this is That's disgusting. This yeah. is disgusting. This is really. And it's it, it's like, it feels like emboldened racism to me. It's like, yeah. we I can do this shit and there'll be no consequence. And then when you get called on it by the attorney general of another state, your department supports you and says, oh, yeah, we stand by this. Because, because what? In your best case scenario, you get two ounces of weed off a bus on its way out of... St- fuck you. I mean, but you like you don't even have to go best case scenario. We know what happened. You got nothing. Which, again, that's why I brought that up. <laughs> right. It's hilarious to me. Your point notwithstanding, like, put 20 college kids in a group and say, search them for drugs. The, the idea of all of them coming up with nothing is unlikely. And <laughs> that's what happened here. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I, and, and again, I think it what, make, to me... The point I'm trying to make is because you're dealing with college athletes um, that, you know, take the scholastic and academic or uh, athletic endeavors seriously, um, I just, I think it's even, it's even more ridiculous that they're searching this bus because they were college athletes. They're going to see a fish concert. Yeah, (laughs) like if if it's a busload of kids going to go see a a hip hop, a rap, like going to go see Snoop or (laughs) Fish or 311 or some shit like that. Then okay, yeah. Chances are <laughs> there's some weed on that. Chances bus. are you're going to be able to justify that stop. But with with college athletes, the point I'm trying to make is that you're probably not going to find anything. It doesn't. In make, this case, it, they it did makes not. it makes even less sense that you would search right. it. I think and, we're basically on the same page, but yeah. we're just approaching it differently. Right, and then um, you know, moving moving on to this other story, which really we probably should should have moved up the board. Um, there was a Palestinian reporter who reported for Al Jazeera. Her name was uh, Shireen Abu Akleh, and uh, she was killed. Um, uh, there was a, a Israeli raid. Um, they were apparently moving on some, you know, palace, some form of a Palestinian terrorist threat. Um, and uh, she was reporting for Al Jazeera live. Uh, her and her uh, producer heard gunfire. Her cameraman. Her cameraman producer, same, literally the same thing. He was the producer okay. and the cameraman. Okay. Um, they heard gunfire nearby, so they went to take shelter, and he was shot, and she was shot in the head and killed. Um, now, uh, it's, 
you know, everything is pointing to that she was killed by Israeli forces. Israeli forces are saying, oh, it was Palestinian terrorists who killed her, you know, but yet there's no proof that there were any sort of, there was any other, there was anybody else in the area. Um, like the closest reported threat was, you know, like over a mile away. Um, the only people in the area at the time were Israeli forces. Um, and she, you know, she, she died uh, pretty much on the scene. And the producer was taken to the hospital um, and treated. He's alive. And, you know, he's come out and said, like, look, there was nobody else. We were clearly marked as journalists wearing blue vests um, that said journalism or journalists or whatever on them. And, you know, she was taken out with a headshot. Uh, so uh, it looks like, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but it seems like they were fucking targeted by these Israeli forces um, and, and, and killed. And I know it's a bold thing to say, um, but it, it's just, it doesn't seem to make sense, right? Like, I mean, like, you know, like the Israeli forces who were on the ground were like, yeah, we were shooting at the bad guys. And, you know, that maybe one of their bullets hit her. Or if ours did, it was, you know, it was purely accidental. Right. But, like, there's, you know, again, this happened live on TV. And so... You know, there's no evidence from, you know, video gathered that there was anyone else in, in you know, it's just, it's it's a bad look for, for the Israelis. Um, uh, it, it seems like they killed this woman in cold blood. She had been a longtime reporter for Al Jazeera. Um, I think she had dual citizenship uh, either here in the U.S. or maybe in Canada, something like that. Uh, but she, you know, she was known throughout the Middle Eastern world for her reporting, she went into some, you know, really tough situations um, and reported on what was going on there, um, from what I hear, objectively. Um, and, you know, she basically like, told the truth. And a lot of times in the Middle East, telling the truth doesn't always make Israel look good. Uh, and so, you know, it's been posited that they killed her um, to basically quiet her. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, but this looks really fucking bad and to make it worse um they released her body from the hospital uh, in jerusalem and you know they took her body and they were carrying her through the streets and the israeli police came and, and attacked the group of people who were carrying her body through the streets um because they said the israeli police are saying they were attacked but again this is being recorded right and there's no evidence of the police being attacked um the police say well someone was throwing rocks at us um, and if you look at any video, like, there were people throwing rocks after the police attacked the group. Um, and, you know, you could see where the Israeli police and, and the Israeli government wouldn't want this Palestinian reporter who was just killed by, likely by your Israeli forces, um, to be carried through the streets as a martyr and as a demonstration against uh, what... Um, you know, Israel is doing in, I mean, in the region. It's an oppressive government. If you're Palestinian, oppressive right. government is an understatement. Yeah. And this is a really tough issue because for, for most of my adult life, I was, you know, cheering on Israel. Like, you're surrounded by enemies, you're fighting the good fight, good for you. What they do within their own country is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And to talk about, you know, the number of times we've talked about police brutality, police murdering U.S. citizens, and mm -hmm. we appropriately call that out and when Derek Chauvin goes to prison I, I, I mean we talked about it, like that's where he belongs now I still feel empty because I don't think the issue has been solved mm. but at least he's being he's off the streets he's off the whatever being held accountable being held accountable and and we get 
right, rightfully furious when there's no accountability. Right. When there's, I mean, uh, and there's in in this particular instance, as it relates to Israel and Palestine, and what the Israelis do, the Palestinians, there is there's no zero account accountability. There's, and listen, uh, you know, and you, we've talked about this before. Like calling out the Israeli government for the things that they do wrong is not anti-Semitic. And Correct. I think that there are a number of, you know, Israel supporters who intentionally use that as a weapon against sure. to defend against, you know, criticism that they don't like. Sure. Right? It's just like, oh, you said something that we don't like. That's see that's oh, but that's Israel, they're Jews, therefore you hate Jews. No, right. no. We hate Human right abuse. Right. And, and you know, and they get away with it. And then, they're, you know, they'll say, well, look, if we don't defend ourselves at all costs, you know, you saw what happened in 1942. Right. I mean, and, the, and that's what they go to. And it's just like, look, I mean, but the Palestinians didn't do that to you. Right. Right. I mean, like, and listen, when Palestinians say they hate you, it's because of the shit that you do to them. And the fact that you're kind of in an area where they can, they have claim to as well. And you're not really being a good partner here. So, um, like, yeah, like, you got a lot of people who, who do hate you now, but some of that shit is self-inflicted, right? Right. Um, no, and, like when and, we talk about, like, Derek Chauvin. We're not anti-police. We're right. anti-that. Right. That is not acceptable. We, right. we don't like, that's hate not policing. everyone. That's murder. Right. Um, and so, you know, with, with what is happening, um, you know, and, and I have a friend who, who is Palestinian um, and... Uh, you know, he keeps me up to date. Like, did you see this? Did you see this? And the amount of things that happen over there that just do not get reported, unless you're, you know, tightly connected to, you know, Al Jazeera in the Middle East, or you're, you know, like you're, you're, you're finding those news outlets right. that are reporting it, you don't see it. You're not going to see it in, in, in our media, right? right. Like not, you know. And this woman was someone who was reporting that kind of stuff, and yeah, boom, and, and she's now, murdered. And now she's, she's gone. I mean, yeah. I just, I, you know, and people, and you know, there are people making arguments like, well. You constantly put yourself in that situation going into war zones, and, you know, this is a risk that you take. While True, that's not, fine. That's but not that's wrong. Not, but at, this, not at, the the, at the same time, like, this doesn't feel like she caught a straight bullet, right? Like, I mean, she, you know, both her and her producer were shot. She, she was killed, you know, and he's in ICU. Um, you know, Israeli forces are very well trained. You know what I mean? Like, those guys are really, really good. And this whole idea that they accidentally shot two journalists just doesn't fly, and it doesn't get better when you, you can't prove or show that there was anyone else there that posed enough of a threat for you to be shooting at. And this goes back to something we've said a billion times on the show, that 20 years ago, everyone wasn't walking around with a high-def video yeah. camera right. on, their, on their person. Yeah. Now they do. Yeah. So well, lying the about people they the people they shot had an actual camera, <laughs> not that. a phone. Right. Like the, the, the guy but, was but, running with a camera. They're showing it live, <laughs> that, Jim. That, that is true. But, but the bigger point is, it pre everyone having a, yes. a smartphone, this shit would have been swept under the rug. Like, oh, you know, yes. We're, I mean, the this, Israeli government was saying we're devastated to know that this fine journalist right. was accidentally this killed by friendly fire. This one would have been blah, a little blah. bit harder because, again, she was literally recording a news segment live when they shot her. So yeah, okay. The, I mean, cell phone well, but, or oh, not, they, they, well, we would know about this one. All right, you know, all right. I mean, you get the point, bigger point, though. I, I see, I see the point as it, that's you know and, relates and, to some of the stuff that happens there. But on this one, like okay. they really this, fucked this might up. Have been the exception, right? I mean, this dude and, is holding you know the, the one you hold on your shoulder camera, right? You know? No, I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, coming back to to this side of the pond, we've we've got you know still additional fallout from Roe. 
from the, the leaked road decision. Um, you know, Republicans have mostly, you know, I think this past Sunday they were banging the drum about, um, you know, why the leak was so important, blah, blah, blah. That has mostly died off. And now most of the conversation is just around the decision itself, understanding that it's a draft and it was leaked and it could change, but it's not going to. We all know that decision is what it is. Um, and a lot of the conversation has been around, um, you know, the people protesting at the homes of the justices. Right. Um, and the, so there is a federal law um, that came about. Uh, I'm actually not sure when, when, it, when it came into law. But um, that says that you actually cannot protest, um, you know, with the intent of... of uh, swaying. swaying. I don't, I don't know the term. Right. I know there's a legal term for it, but, but swaying a judge. Uh, yeah, with getting a judge <coughs> to intimidating change... Intimidating a judge. Intimidating really. a judge or getting them to change their mind. Um, you can't in any building or residence, right? Like, so to me, that's relatively clear, right? Like, right. I mean, now I, I think where you could find a little bit of wiggle room is intent, right? And so the reason why I say that, if, if we think about it, if we play this out, right, you can make the argument that people are protesting the decision itself, right? And Which isn't even a decision yet, by the it's way. Not, I, I understand that, and that's important. Because if this decision were official and it came out and they said boom, 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 I think you would still have people protesting at the judge's house, right? Sure, Saying sure. that was probably dog more. Shit. <laughs> probably more like that was dog shit. You fucked us. You're you're awful. Blah blah blah. But because it's not an actual decision, because it was a leaked draft, then the argument is being made that these people are trying to intimidate the judges to get them to change their mind before the final draft comes out, and therefore it fits the statute, and they should be they should all be arrested. And taken away, federal, you know, like, I can't remember if this is a misdemeanor or a felony, but either way, they should be charged with this, and that should be that. Um, and I think that, you know, you have the law, it's pretty clear, but you have to be careful with this, because you're talking about First Amendment rights, you're talking about, you know, literally arresting people for exercising that right, but there's a question about whether they've stepped over a line by going directly to the judge's homes, um, you know, and the special protections that, you know, we give judges given, you know, what their position is. Um, and, and I think this is, is a little bit of a complicated issue because if you, if you don't enforce the law, right? Like if you look at it and say, well, we believe that they are trying to intimidate the judges and we believe that, that that's their motivation behind what they're doing. And, you know, they're protesting at their residence, which it says you can't do. Then I think you're using prosecutorial discretion to not do anything with them, but I think that's I think that's dangerous, and I think the out is you can say that you don't believe that their intention is to sway the judges. You think that their intention is just to, you know, express express their dis disappointment and, and and disapproval of what the judges have basically already decided. Yeah, I think it's tough. I, I mean, Brett Kavanaugh was the one that I know was protested. I don't know if there were others. Yeah, I think there was. I think there was one other, maybe Alito? Roberts okay. or maybe Alito. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, the idea of protesting outside of Supreme Court Justice's house to me feels ugly, even though I get it. Like I understand <clears throat> the passion on both sides of this issue is intense. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what we talked about this last week. We talked about it a bunch of times. This is one of the few things that one issue voters vote on. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I could go down a huge rabbit hole, but I don't want to, and you don't want me to, in terms of how the issue should be and what it should be. And I, I consider the passionate folks on both sides to both be completely full of shit, to be honest with you, because they ignore realities to a degree that's insane. The idea that, you know, life is a conception, so if you use a condom that has a spermicidal whatever, that's abortion, you're a fucking idiot. If you think a baby that's been in a, wom a woman's womb for eight months and 29 days. Yeah, but I mean, it, I don't... They, there's, there's people who believe those things. Okay, and but I, I think there's fewer people who believe in the late-term late term abortions than there are of the psychos that are, you know, trying to get rid of birth control. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I, I mean, and we're just, we're yeah. just so disingenuous as a country. Like, if you want abortions, okay, let's... Sex education goes a long way. Right. I didn't know a lot until I was in fucking college. Fair. I also didn't get laid until I was in college. It was a different <laughs> story altogether. Um, but... You know, anyway, um, the idea that judges should be afraid for their lives or we need to give federal protection to judges, that is a scary road to go down. Okay, first of all, we've always needed to give federal protection to judges. Do, but, but, right, what, do, do we, though? Do we do a good job of it? I guess uh, maybe we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, like, they rarely, I mean, but like, listen, you did have an incident where a woman, uh, a female judge, her, her son was killed because someone went to her house and looking for her and ended up killing her son. Yeah, cause we he talked about that years ago, right? Uh, but it was Pennsylvania's work, huh? Yeah. Um, but I think, I think with this, like, uh, I, listen, it, let's say that this were, we were talking about the second amendment and Supreme court came out and, you know, basically yeah. rebuked the second amendment and all that other stuff. And a bunch of conservative right-wing people went to Kagan and, and Breyer and they went to right. their house. The, 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 the left would lose their fucking mind. Absolutely true. Right, they would lose uh, their mind true. and call them terrorists and yes. all this other shit. Right, like I mean, now listen, and I can even point to like, look, when you had all these COVID lockdowns going on, like right here in Ohio and in Michigan, you had yeah. people that went to the courthouse with guns, right, with guns, which we said was insane, and everyone said, oh my god, like this is you know this is terrorism and blah 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 blah, like all the things that were thrown out there, but it was like a huge deal, just, and and that was just the fucking courthouse, right. Um, you know, so I I, I think uh, look, st I think people need to stay away from these people's houses. Um, I don't know if I, I don't like the look of going through and arresting all these people, um, and and these people aren't going to be reasonable. I mean, because I would as a police officer, I'd say, look, I get it. You got a right to protest. Why don't you take this to the actual steps of the Supreme Court? Yell and scream sure. at them as they go in, as they go out. Uh, but you know. Not really. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with you being here. With the, you know what I mean. Like there's, there's too many risks that could happen, um, and the problem is, is that they're they're not going to be reasonable. They're not going to say, okay, fine, we'll go home. Um, and a lot of people argue that that's the point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable, right. which is which fine. I agree. I agree. But the, I, I just think that there needs to be some like, look, you, I would I would stay away from because here's the thing, if you came to my home to protest me like that, and all things are the same. Now there's a world where I could be a judge. Right? Had I taken a different path, I could absolutely <laughs> be a judge. Right. And, and, and I, listen, I have friends that I went to law school with who are now sitting on a bench. Right? right? At, 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 on different levels. Right? Maybe a local judge, municipal judge. I don't think I have any friends that are federal judges at this point. Um, but I have plenty of friends who are magistrates or judges or what have you. Right? So all things stay the same. But instead of doing affordable housing, I decided to, to stay in the criminal justice system and became a judge. If you come to my house and protest me... I will sit outside with any one of my weapons and just like, all right, go ahead. And you come a little closer and you're going to have a problem. 
right? Like, that's me. That's how I would deal with it. These judges... And that's the reason you're not... Right? But, but, but no, no. <laughs> one, of why, one of the many reasons you're one not a federal many. judge. I'm not a, I'm but, not a judge but, of any but, level. But, but no, but I get your point. It's... it's I mean... You come it, to my it, house it, screaming, yelling, signs, blocking, my, it, driveway. blocking my driveway, making things difficult for me. I'm going to make sure that you are well aware that you better not come on my property. Right, and you, you like, like I, I will sit out there as long as you're willing to do this, right? But you will not come on my property, and you will not pose a threat to me and my family. And yes, a group of people gathered outside my house, screaming and yelling with signs, absolutely has the potential to be a threat to sure. my safety and sure. to my family, right? Like, and I'm not. People have the right to protest, but I absolutely have the right to defend myself, and I have the absolute right to sit there. And I don't care if you call it intimidation or whatever. You, they're trying to intimidate me, so I'm going to do it right the fuck back, right? And I don't want to hear some fucking liberal tweet us and look. Oh well, that's not. Get the fuck out of here. Let me put 20, 30 people outside of your house screaming and yelling. You will fucking shit yourself and call the police so fast that you want them to leave that you don't know what to do, right? So I mean, I think. We, we need to have a little common sense here. Yes. Like, you want to have, like, listen, I, you want to protest all the, go take that shit to the Supreme Court, you know, scream and yell and stomp your feet and get all the signs and have a thousand people out there. I don't care. Right. But going to people's house, I think, oh, is, is overstepping the line. And you could say, well, this is a really important issue and it's about life or death. I, all those things are true. Don't take it to their homes because if it was the other side and these were liberal judges, who had conservatives outside their home, you would absolutely be going apeshit and you would want something done, right? And so people there's people are not intellectually consistent on I was, any I was measure. Say, I was like, here's the problem with your argument. Right, like you're, you're not intellectually consistent. Passionate. You're full of shit. You, I can see right through you, right? So the, the rule, there needs to be a hard line in the sand. Stay the fuck away from people's homes. Because, yeah. and frankly, something could go wrong that you don't even intend to go wrong. And you, you don't know who, like, you don't know who is a chaos actor. Someone True. who is just looking to fuck shit up. So you grab, you gather outside of a judge's home and they're just like, you know what? Let's, what, let's literally light the, what, and they, what, took, what, and they launch a Molotov cocktail into the house. What, what percentage of the violence that occurred during Black Lives Matter protests were chaos actors? I would argue a huge percentage, if not a hundred percent. I mean, it's not 100%, but there was enough to say, like, listen, that's a real threat to situations like this. And all you need is one person, especially when you're talking about a judge's house. All you need is one person to bring a bottle of vodka with a rag and a lighter, light it, and fucking throw it into their house. That's all you need. And the next thing you know, you have a fucking shit show on your hands. But if you're going to do that, do it with a Finlandia vodka to support the... Ooh, that, no, 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 no. Uh, come on. Um, that was uh, that was what they call a boomerang in comedy. Um, we talked about Finlandia vodka earlier. I know. All right. Anyway, um, we got to wrap this up, brother. But want to talk a little about NFL schedules? The only thing I actually want to talk about is how they how everything with the NFL has got to be a spectacle. Now, listen. On the one hand, I condemn them for knowing how to monopolize people's interest and time. And listen, including I, yours and mine, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm a. I have said it multiple times. This doesn't mean that I'm not saying that I'm not an NFL fan. I'm a massive NFL fan. Right, like I, I mean, like I literally studied the NFL like year round. Right, like I mean, yeah. pe- you know, people at, f- at work make fun of me because of uh, like I I know like the fifty third guy on the roster for the fucking Raiders. Right, and it's just like I'm not a Raiders fan, but I paid that close attention to it. Um, all that being said, like this whole nonsense about the schedule release 
where they were leaking bits and pieces of the schedule and everybody online is talking about who might play who and then they had a big release party on Thursday. <laughs> oh my god. Like just fucking kill me. Like I and, and literally the good, the only good thing about it was that it actually kind of got me off of social media to the point because I was so fucking annoyed. Like there was a time where they would just fucking release the schedule in the fucking newspaper. Right, and then yeah. they, or, or, and then you know, once newspapers kind of go away, they would just, you know, they would throw it up on the NFL.com site, or you know, it'd be on the NFL Network. And now, now the schedule release is a whole deal. It's like, dude, I don't like. Uh, just tell me when the games are, so I could figure out if I'm going to any. The sports talk state, the, the oh, sports talk shows gotcha. will then break it down to every. Well, the Bills are on the road for five of their first eight right. games, and, and then, therefore, and someone actually came up with it. like the Steel, the Steelers travel the least amount of miles, and they don't have to leave their time zone this season. That's not fair. Like what the fuck? Is that actually true though? It is actually they don't, true. They don't leave their time we don't zone. Leave the, we don't That's leave our amazing. time zone. We we do travel the fewest number of miles. You like, go to Florida a couple times or something to stay in the. T- yeah, because we yeah we we play. I think we go to Miami. Um, and <laughs> now we're doing what we're bitching about. Though. Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm just saying. I mean, like you asked. Uh, I did. I think. Oh, I know. I think we play the the we play the AFC East and the. I can't think of who our NFC must be. Anyway, we're well, we're, we're, not, way. we're not boring people. But yeah, um, but I, but either way, and then and then you know, and then and so so now you got this whole big schedule release thing, and then everybody plays a schedule game, and everybody who has you know who's who's moderately objective, all are looking at their team and say, oh, I see twelve wins there. All and, right, and winning the here, division. Here, here's my thing. The NBA playoffs are going on right now. The NHL playoffs are going on right now. Major mm-hmm. League Baseball is in to the first quarter of their season, and yet the NFL is still able to grab attention with nonsense like this. That they shows you how good they are. Haven't at played a game since February. Haven't played a game since February, right. and they won't are play, and, won't and, play. And they were the first story in a lot of shit on. <laughs> on so and we they won't are play so a game, good at marketing. And nobody will play a game until the end of July, right? They'll play the Hall of Fame game here in Canton. Right. Uh, which will be August. No, no, no. It'll be in the end of July. Okay. It's the first preseason game of the year. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. You're the right, Hall you're of right, Fame game. Right, right, yeah, it'll be at the end of July. But, like, so, mind you, we, we're not technically even into summer yet, right? right. Like, so we're, a, we're part of we're a season We're a month and a half away from the first preseason game, which right. no one gives a shit about. And yet... And yet, they still, they still, and 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 I love it. Most of, the biggest reason why I love it is despite all the people who say they hate it, <laughs> right? Like all, all I the, can't watch all these rich guys making all yeah, this money. There's all, no racial thing about that, by the way. You know, like all the middle middle aged conservative white guys who are pissed at the NFL and all the people. Well, I I've got better stuff to do with my time. I'm going to go outside and cut my grass. Like gross. Go ahead, enjoy. Douche. I my grass. Right? Or, or, you know, I don't have to spend my money watching the NFL. Like, you don't spend any money. Like, you're just going to watch it on fucking CBS. But, okay, fine. D- don't, right? Like, I, I mean, what's amazing is that for every one person who says they doesn't watch, there's, like, literally a hundred that will. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what I love because they think that they're having an impact and they're not. They're not. Right? I mean, and it's just like, look. I'm going to protest Nike. Good for yeah, you. I mean, like, there's going to be somebody who's going to, and listen, there's even fucking, you know, progressive liberal black people. The NFL is fucking racist, and I'm not going to watch it. You know, it's, it's slavery, it's slave labor, and like, they're making the, the lowest paid guy there is making three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. If you want to call that slavery, go fuck yourself, right? Like, it's just, oh well, they got it. They they have to do what their employers tell them. Yeah, they kind of do. 
right? And so like, do I. And so do I. Like, oh, well, they're using their bodies. And so do construction workers. Yeah. Well, you know what? Good point. You know, I mean, like, so do, like, is that slave labor? Yeah, I mean, it's probably closer than what they're the fuck you're talking about. They're making $17 an hour. Like, what, tell me what slave could go and get massages with happy endings. Huh? Tell me, tell me. All <laughs> oh, right. I didn't think we were going there. <laughs> All right. You know what? We're done. I'm, 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 I'm shut. I'm, I'm shut. I'm shutting the shit down. We've gone way over time. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we're done. Thanks for listening. We're out.